welcome to another episode of Dark and Spooky, a horror podcast with me, your host, Miss Dark and Spooky, aka The Girl Next Door. So how the devil are we all on this freakishly spooky day, whichever day you're listening to your, this podcast on? Today's episode is going to be some stories again, so are we all ready to jump in? Let's go. colored wristbands which symbolize other things. The red wristbands are placed on dead people. There was one surgeon who worked in the night shift on a school hospital. He had just finished an operation and was on his way down to the basement. He entered the elevator and there was just one other person there. So he casually chatted with the woman while the elevator descended. When the elevator door opened, another woman was about to enter when the doctor slammed the close button and punched the button to the highest floor. Surprised, the woman looked at the doctor with confusion for being rude and asked why he did not let the other woman in. The doctor said, That was the woman I just operated on. She died whilst I was doing the operation. Didn't you see the red wristband she was wearing? The woman smiled and raised her arm. Something like this. someone rattling my front doorknob. No one had keys to my condo except me. Then the door opened up and I heard someone walking in. I was sure I was being robbed. Fight or flight kicked in and I flew out of bed and ran towards the front door screaming, get out of here! Which came out as a complete gibberish as I'd been sound asleep about 30 seconds prior and now had adrenaline pumping through my veins. I was jumping around in my underwear screaming and waving my arms when it dawned on me that the two guys standing at my front door looked more scared than I've ever seen anyone. One of them held out some keys, his hands were visibly shaking, and said something to the effect of his friend had given him the keys to his place and said he could stay there while he was out of town. Turns out the friend lived directly above me and these guys went to the wrong floor. The floors were not numbered and neither were the condo units by mistake. They didn't know they were at the wrong door and the keys were the same. I was able to get into his unit with my keys and they could open my door with their keys. Needless to say, I was standing outside the hardware store the next day waiting for them to open so I could buy a new lock for my door. (laughs) 
15, my mum was out for the night. I was home alone studying. I had my headphones on so I could listen to music whilst I was working. Around nine-ish, my pencil rolled off the table. I bent down to pick it up and as I did, I looked towards the front door. The doorknob was turning slowly back and forth. Someone was trying to unlock it. I ran to the kitchen and called 911, almost irritably calm, and told them my name, address, that I was home alone and someone was trying to come through my front door. Dispatch stayed on the line with me and said they were routing a helicopter to fly over. Did I have a dog? I did. She told me to call the dog to the back door and then open the door and bring the dog in because they were going to use infrared on the backyard. I asked if that was safe. What if, he, what if he was in the backyard? Her advice was to scream and she would notify the police en route that an assault was in progress. So I called my poor little cocker spaniel to the door and pretty much threw him over my shoulder into the house before slamming and locking the door shut. Once I had the dog in, she told me she was going to hang up and call back in five minutes. In that five minutes, I was to call the place my mum was and get her to come home. I called. She was playing darts, so I told him to give the phone to her boyfriend and told him what was going on. Apparently, he walked up to where my mum was playing, grabbed her and walked out the bar. When the dispatcher came back, she gave me the names, description and bad numbers of the responding officers that she had informed them they were to hold their badges to the front window before the door would be unlocked for them. They showed up, showed me their badges and I opened the door. My mum was less than five minutes behind them considering traffic. This means that her boyfriend broke a number of traffic laws to get there. That's when the police showed us the cigarette butts and footprints by the front window and the kitchen window. And then the mud scraped off on the top of the gate that separated our front and backyard. Apparently he had been watching me through the windows for quite a while before deciding to break in. I was home alone with my brother I was probably around 13 or so parents went to a concert and left me in charge of my little brother just after he goes to bed there is a bang at the door and I'm terrified I stay quiet and sneak to the window it was a neighbor from up the road we weren't friends he'd never been in my house before and I'm wondering why he wants to come in now I stood on the other side of the door and said, my parents aren't home, I can't open the door. Stupid, I know, never let strangers know there are no adults around. He yells back, it's getting dark and I just wanted to let you know that your garage door is wide open. I felt like a schmuck, but I'm still alive. home alone after dinner with my girlfriend 
around 3am I hear a very loud bang. My dog and I get out of bed to scope it out to find the reason for the noise. We searched for around 15 to 20 minutes but could not find anything. So we go back to bed and not even 10 minutes later, bang! This time I am shaking. It sounded like it was coming from the same spot. I spent the rest of the night awake not wanting to move. I found out the next day that my girlfriend put two sparkling waters in the freezer to cool them and forgot about them, left the house and never told me about them. They exploded. That's what kept me up all night. fast asleep. Maybe she woke up and passed out again. I got to the end of the hall before I heard her call me in a panic. I rushed back in but she was still asleep. I heard my husband then call my name. He must be home early but he's not there. I call him and he's still at work. I crawl into bed and I hear my husband again but it sounded like he was in a conversation with someone else. Then I hear my child calling me again. This goes on for a while until I decide I am sleep deprived. Too freaked out to sleep though, I was staring at a picture hanging on the wall when it disappeared. Like the wall just ate it. Looked at another wall hanging and the same thing happens. They would reappear when I looked away and then be eaten by the wall again when I looked directly at them. I decided I'm officially going insane and called my husband to come home. I fell asleep eventually and woke up and everything is normal except my heart rate can't decide on a pace, swinging up and down between 30s and 180s. I head into hospital and having a hypersensitive crisis. It turns out it was the beta blockers I'd started recently. Nobody had heard of that reaction so I was in hospital for a couple of days until my numbers stabilised. No hallucinations after that night other than hearing dogs bark for a couple of days. turn around and there's a guy I don't know standing in the doorway looking at me with a creepy smirk on his face. He introduces himself as the boyfriend of a woman who keeps her horse at the farm and starts walking towards me. My normal very chill horse starts dancing around nervously and moves to position himself between me and the man before the man could get to me. I got out of there and literally got on my horse and galloped off into the woods. I 100% believe that man had ill intentions. 
about 12 or 13, my parents were gone for a while. I just stayed up really late, past midnight, on my desktop computer, waiting for them to come home. I had been told a million times not to talk to strangers on the internet, but half of my friends' lists on MSN were people I'd never met. So I was just chatting with a bunch of them. Out of nowhere, one of them told me exactly what I'd been doing in the past hour or two. They told me what I was eating, drinking, playing with when I got on up last. These things hadn't mentioned in the chat. I instantly got a horrible feeling in my stomach. My desktop was set up in front of a big window, so as far as I knew, this person I'd been talking to that was supposed to live in a different country than me had found my address and been watching me through the window. It turns out he had somehow hacked onto my webcam I always left it plugged in even though I'd been warned not to when I wasn't using it and he had been frequently watching me through it whenever he wanted. It's been 10 years and I still have all the cameras on my devices covered with thick duct tape. creepy happened to me a few months ago. I was driving home after seeing a play with a friend of mine, so it was probably around 12am. Also, I live in rural America, so there weren't any street lamps or houses for the majority of the drive. I was driving over this bridge and saw a car sitting on the side of the road, turned on. I wasn't really concerned about it because it was a common spot for cars to pull off, even if it was kind of late. As I passed the car, I looked in my rearview mirror and saw that they had pulled out behind me. Again, I didn't really think anything of it until they began to tailgate me hard. While that behaviour isn't heard of, it tends to be rare since the road is curvy and a hot spot for deer. I kept driving for a bit with this car right up on me, which caused me to feel frustrated, confused and strangely paranoid. Then the car's headlights went out abruptly whilst I was nearing the end of a stretch of road surrounded completely by forest. This made me freak out because it was still super close behind me. Then the car sped up and went around me but almost immediately slowed down to a standstill in front of me. At this point I was so afraid I sped up, went round the car and drove way too fast to get home and then sprinted inside and locked the door. it was raccoons or something trying to get into our neighbour's shed. After listening for a while longer I managed to fall back asleep. In the morning I brought up the noise to my mum who had said she heard a similar noise coming from that side of the house as well. 
but only she got out of bed and went to the front living room window to investigate. What she saw was a man emerge from between our house and our neighbour's place. He stopped in front of our home, took a long look before removing a pair of latex gloves and then proceeded to walk down our street. I assumed he was testing for weak spots or something and luckily didn't manage to make it inside that night. says the ten-year-old was in her room but left and said goodbye. A moment later I get a call that she had died. That experience scarred me for life. sister was tiny and beyond adorable as a child. She also has hearing problems and speech delays and probably ADHD, so she was always off in her own little world. One day I was out with her and my mum, shopping at TJ Maxx or something. I was maybe 10 or so, so it must be early 1890s, and she was four. After a while, my mum demanded, where's your sister? We looked all around and nothing. This was before stores went into lockdown for lost kids. I don't remember this, but as my mum tells it, she then saw a woman walking out the front door of the store with my sister by the hand. My mum shouted out loud, Hey lady, that's my kid. That woman never even looked down. She just dropped my sister's hand and kept walking out the door. I found out much later that red-headed kids are highly prized in trafficking. suddenly she heard her mother call to come down for dinner. She jumped onto her feet and began making her way towards the stairs, but before she even took a step, hands grabbed her and pulled her into the laundry room beside the staircase. She panicked before realising it was her mother, her real mother, eyes watery and bloodshot. Don't go down there, honey. I heard it too.
episode. If you've liked it, please do give me a follow on whatever platform you listen to your podcasts on. Also, if you can, please leave me a rating and a review. It will really help the podcast get seen by more people. If you don't already follow me on social media, I am available on Instagram and Facebook under the same name, dark underscore and underscore spooky 666. Also, if you want to see the face behind the name and bits of my everyday life, my personal Instagram is melj underscore 0777. If you have any of your own stories or ghost experiences or any movies you want me to review, you can share them with me to either read out or review. Um, it can be anonymous as well, if you prefer. And my email is darkandspooky13 at gmail.com. The Grim Readers Book Club has been revamped and is available to join. The link will be in the show notes. You will have my good self reading you a horror book each month, so all you have to do is put your feet up and relax. You will also be able to join a private Facebook group where you can suggest future book titles and talk all things horror and paranormal. Join today and get to know some fellow creepers. All that's left to say now is stay spooky and I'll see you on the next one.